Nice to have you company. Welcome along. It's Tuesday, it's LBC, and I'm feeling on top of the world, looking down on creation. I really shouldn't have a chocolate biscuit before we start the programme. It's not a good idea, I'm afraid, but it is lovely to have your company, to have your company lovely. And I was listening to Anthony earlier on. In fact, as I climb in the shower, I listen to Anthony, and then I tend to find I'm standing in the shower. If I don't have the radio on in the bathroom and I'm having a shower, I can be in and out quite quickly. If the radio's on, I tend to sort of use extra soap. And because I'm listening to the radio and I'm forgetting where the time and I'm standing in the shower and I'm sort of going, la, 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 and listening along to the programme. Then all of a sudden he goes and we'll be back after the news at three. And I'm thinking, good grief, I'm still in the shower. I should have been out by five, two, because it takes me six minutes to towel dry with the help of a hairdryer. And um, I know some I've got to blow dry the hair and uh, and, uh, you know, and then make yourself that la, 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 and all this kind of stuff. And I'm still listening to him. And then he's talking about people applying for jobs. And the hard and fast rule is, and before we go any further, let's introduce you to the, to the sidekick that we have in the studio today, the butt of everybody's jokes, uh, except for today, when I'm going to be extremely nice to Mr Alan Dodgen. Y- yeah, right. It's nice to see you. Yeah, you're not going to be nice. Let's be honest. Let's just get it out of the way now. OK. OK. Fine. No, I'm, I'm feeling quite benevolent towards okay. you. OK, all right. Well. But I do tend to find, if you stand in the shower with the radio on, you get a bit confused by listening to the radio, and then I forget that I'm supposed to be in and out of the shower quite quickly. Because it takes me an hour and a half to get ready in the morning. Well, an hour. An hour and a half? An hour? Well, an hour, an hour, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can get ready in an hour. Is that, is that too short? That's a bit too long, isn't is it? Is it? Well, what are you doing for an hour? You said you were in the shower for six minutes. A friend of mine used to go out with somebody who could spend three hours in the bathroom. <laughs> Three hours, I ask you. With, with a male? Yeah. For three, three hours? hours. I know. What? I don't know. Three, well, I don't know. Three hours. But, in the but if it only takes you six minutes to shower, what are you doing for the other 54 minutes? Well, I'm having a shave. Uh, right. Well, that's only five minutes. Applying, you know, creams and lotions and potions and stuff. Well, for 40 minutes? Well, I'm quite slow. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I have been known to, to squeeze the cream out and it goes <laughs> all over the place. The problem is, if you get into a nice warm shower though on a cold day, you just don't want to get out. Yes. I mean, well, I, no, see, I don't see it like that, because my place is really warm as toast. Toasty, toasty. It's warm. toasty, toasty. I do not have... I can't bear cold places. I yeah, but I don't want the them. house to be too warm. Oh, I love it. I left the heating on all last night, and I woke up this morning, and it was, it was one of those days, you know, where, you, where you've got the heating on, and it's so warm as toast, you stick one leg outside the duvet. See, I like... No, I like it when the house is quite cold at night. Oh, do you? And you can get all snugly under the duvet. Oh, no, I, I don't quite do like that. that. No, 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 we don't do that. I'm sorry. That's why God invented central heating. There's no point in faffing around. If you've got central heating, put it on. Is that why it's about 40 degrees Celsius in here? It is quite warm in here this it morning, is very, isn't very it? Warm. Yeah, but normally, see, Nick Ferrari has it ice cold. It is like, like a ice, ice, cro- ice cold in LBC. Mm. And, uh, and this morning it's actually a bit toasty, but then because Raj was in there. Oh. So you see, for him, because he's only little, right. he sort of, he needs the body heat. Conserve the heat. He does conserve the heat. Right. Actually, he was in Vegas a short while ago. And uh, we're going to be talking to John Warrington. Yes, he's he's... Really? Larging it up over there? Well, he's been on a cruise. He's, he's done New York, he's done his cruise for a week, and now he's in Las Vegas. Yay. He's staying at the Bellagio, which is very nice indeed. Uh, thank you, incidentally, to, uh, to all of you for all the things you've sent in, including a very kind person who sent me in London Trolley Buses, parts one and two, from the London Trolley Bus Preservation Society. And uh, they put it onto DVD for me. And here's a picture of a trolley bus on the front. <laughs> that <What>? looks great. <laughs> Just the way you said it. Well, it's a very serious thing. London had trolley buses. Nice. I, I love stuff like that. Uh, well, we, I wish they still had those type of buses. They do. Do they? Where? Yeah. I've not they, seen them anywhere. Well, it, it's, it, it's not unsimilar to a route master. I know that this is a, a B, 
uh, one class four eight nine. Because it says so on the bottom. I didn't know that straight off. But uh, oh, I think they're lovely. I think it's a bike. I don't think we should forget the bygone era. I'm I don't think we should either. I, I no. wish the root masters were still out there. They are. Well, it's like one, isn't it? Isn't well, it just it's, one? No, it's a route that goes from Charing Cross, pick it up here. That's what I mean, it's one it goes, route. Oh, you're taking your coat off, you're staying, are you? Oh, and stop it. It's goes, too warm in here. It is quite, quite warm, doesn't matter. Matt will come and play with it in a minute. And, uh, and what, make my it, jacket? Yes, he'll take it. <laughs> you've got to watch him, he's, he's a bit light-fingered. Watch it, the jump will come off in a minute. Yeah. It's just a little bit, only, only just, fr- I mean, I'm not complaining about the heat. I, I, I'm generally not a, not a heat complainer, but, oh, God, it's a bit warm in there, isn't it? Get an egg out, we can fry it. Where do they do that? Do they do that? And I was explaining to the boss the other day about... I said, it has to be 22 degrees for Nick Ferrari. He said, but that's really warm. That's very warm. I said, no, that's, that's air conditioning 22 degrees. That's like minus 50. Well, and here it is. <laughs> 84850, uk, And uh, we weave it all into the programme this morning. Because it's uh, well, because we're like that. So we we'll talk to John. We'll have a chat to Darren a little bit later on. We take all your texts and emails. So send them. John's having a dreadful problem with the uh, email system. And even Anthony said to me, "I couldn't get my emails from home." I said, "No, I can't uh, do my emails from home either." And uh, and so sadly, it was um, it, it just wasn't uh, wasn't working at all. But so frustrating because you've got no control over computers. You sit there at home. And you think, "Why is it? Why is it not doing it? Why is it not linking through?" And it, and it wasn't. I'm, I'm you can just... be a bit of a technophobe at times, can't you? Me? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you sort of panic and just keep pressing buttons. I, I do panic. Yes. I do panic. I'm afraid. And I, don't, I don't panic. I just like to know why it's not working. That's, that's the only thing. Right. And yet, I, I, I panicked this morning. I didn't. And so, one here. Uh, I sent off for my DVD. And this is volumes one to six of Fred Dibner's Made in Britain. It is such... You would love this. Would I? i tell you for why. Because, A, it's got Peter Moore, London's former town crier, you know, who uh, who passed away. Yeah. And he features on it. And it's got Fred and his steam engines. He's not with us anymore, but it's absolutely unbelievable. I do like my steam engines. You'd like this. You would absolutely like it. It's good. Talking of steam... Sorry, just talking of steam engines. Have you ever been on the Bluebell Railway? I haven't. I've been invited. You should go. I have been invited. It's and I've, very I've, good. I've, I think I've got a ticket somewhere. Yeah, well, is it still valid? I think so, yes. <laughs> I think it's an, an open invitation to you go on Cream the... tea and everything on, yeah. the, on the train. It's lovely. Actually, somebody was talking about cream tea. James O'Brien, who, frankly, judging by the way he dresses, I wouldn't like to see the hygiene situation at home. But anyway, he apparently did cream tea the other day for somebody. Yeah. And he made everything, including a lemon drizzle cake. Oh, nice. I got slightly worried. Oh, you know what I've got addicted to? What? I'm majorly addicted to lemon curd. Oh, is that funny? We used to have that as a kid. We used to have lemon curd and chocolate spread. Oh. I can't bear either. I've discovered... What did you put lemon curd on? Oh, I put it on toast. Oh. oh well, what? Is that right? Well, what do you put it on? Well, I don't know what we put it on, but we should... Well, put it on it anything. It's a spread, isn't it? You put Sorry? it on... It's like a jam. Is it? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's a little tart. You put it on a little tart. No, you? I'm just calling you a little tart. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> really. an old gag, but it's worth using again. I've only used it every week for the last thirty years. Compliment in my book. I thought it featured. Yes, I mean, we, my mother used to put lemon curd in. I forget what it was she used to make. It was like a cakey type thing with lemon curd. Then you put. In le- it. Is it lemon curd that you put in lemon meringue? Uh, you might be right. No, it's not because there's too is much it? of it. You'd have to use a jar and a half. You must make it, mustn't you? Well, my mother- what, is, what is it in lemon meringue then? 
Because it tastes exactly the same. It's lemon meringue. Well, it's not, is it? Let's be honest. You're going to buy the supermarket. You're going to buy lemon meringue. Okay, but if you're going to make lemon meringue, yeah. what do you put in for the lemon part? Surely that's lemon curd. I can't remember. It? All I remember is there was like a, a base. Yeah. Of a biscuit. Base. A biscuit type thing. And lemon then the curd. The lemon <laughs> bit. I don't think it's curd. Well, what is it? Well, I don't know, because otherwise it'd be too... My mother's was about... <laughs> An inch and a half thick. Yeah. That would be more than a few jars. And somebody told me lemon curd's actually quite difficult to make if you're not careful. Well, why bother? People make it for you. I was just saying that yeah. if you wanted to make it... Oh, I can't bear people who make things. It's, it's like so when naff. I did my jam making. Did I tell you oh. about my jam making once? God. Oh. Why? Why'd you make it when it is... Because I know... wanted to make it. I had this vision of making my own homemade jam in, in types that, you know, you can't buy. So I was going to make apple and uh, blueberry oh, jam. And then I was going go to go to a fate and sell it. Except a when fate. I made, well, a it would be a fate. A fate worse than death if they bought it. But the problem I had was, when I made it and yeah. priced it up, yeah. my jars of jam cost about £15 each. That's right. It's <laughs> not very cost-effective, I'm afraid. No. Not very cost-effective. But, th- but then, you see, there's so many people make jam now, because if you're making in vats and you're making lots and lots of jam, it's cheaper that way. If you're just doing a little... My mother, I'm sure, used to make homemade jam, because she had a jam thermometer, and she did her own uh, pickled onions... That's the other thing. Can I find a sugar thermometer anywhere? Yes. No, no, I can't. Lakeland. Where? Where? Lakeland. Where in Lakeland? Lakeland. Really? Plastics, yeah. Lakeland. Go and type them in on the internet. I've looked through all the shops. Yes, jam thermometers. In fact, you could probably go to somewhere like the Bentall Centre. John Lewis would have a jam thermometer. No, they'd, I've looked. Are you sure? I'm positive. Yeah. I couldn't find one. Well, that, that, that's, what I would, that's where I would go to buy one. I think you'll find they're called sugar thermometers, aren't they? Not jam thermometers. Well, yes, but you would only use them for the boiling of the sugar. That's why and I wish for, And for other things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too sure, actually, what other things they would be. No. But, uh, no, it's, I mean, I, yes. Oh, well, there you go. Anyway, lots of stories in the papers today, which we'll get round to as well. Um, what else we got? Oh, yes, apparently, according to the Daily Star, poor old Alex, who is the dimmest plank in the whole of the world. Alex Reed, how he made it to adulthood. This is the man whose mother said he, get, he, he actually, he's so stupid he could get run over by a parked car. He is dim. He, he's going to go to Las Vegas... Uh, for a quickie wedding. And then it's got a picture inside of her at the airport, Miss Misery. She looks... I mean, it's so funny, isn't it? It's all done for publicity. Nobody likes you, Jordan. Nobody likes you. Everybody thinks you're a complete plank. Your boyfriend is as thick as anything. But she just looks miserable at the airport. Must be awful, mustn't it, when you're wearing somebody else's hair, your makeup's not done very well, and, uh, and nobody likes you. But you How know unpleasant what? must that be? You know what? I'm glad he won. I couldn't Out of all care. the housemates. Well, bloke wins who... Claim to fame, slept with Jordan. And that's it nowadays. That's the, that's the level at which we have sunk to in this country. Maybe he was just a nice guy in the house. No, there were two people on there. In fact, three people. Dane, Dane Bowers, there because he slept with Jordan. Well, I thought he came across Katia, really because she slept well. with an old man. Ivana yeah, she went Trump out straight away. Co- Sorry? She went out straight away. The, no, she's uh, now started posing in her lingerie and has now finally admitted she was working in one of those sort of bars. Yeah, but the photos of her in the lingerie that, you sh- that were in the papers a couple of weeks ago, mm. it looked like they were done in her own, in some dodgy little flat. Well, the other picture they had the other day, the trouble is because she's not got any looks, you know, no, in, in terms of, you know, people who look good, she could only work in the half dark. And that's why when you in see her and you dark. hear her, and you, the and you twilight hear zone. the twilight zone, it, she's not very attractive, but, you know... Obviously, you know... Dane came across of... really well in that show. Boring! No, he de- wasn't. He came across Boring, really well. Boring, obviously weren't watching the same show at all. And as for Vinnie Jones, oh, a horrible bully. Yes, very horrible Wasn't bully. he vile? Yeah, he was vile. Oh, nasty little piece of work. Anyway, quarter past five. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's nice to have your company. It's LBC. 
These are the headlines, a report by MPs say a complacent civil servant or civil servants leading the fight against terrorism could be putting the public at risk by settling for second best. The Ministry of Defence is later set to name two British soldiers killed in Afghanistan. They died in two explosions yesterday. Their families have been informed. And Cadbury workers protest outside Parliament later, with their company about to be taken over. It's deadline day for shareholders to agree to a bid from Kraft. Here he is. It's our very own, your very own. Gets you to work nice and quickly. Finger on the pulse. Knows what he's talking about. Ah, it's Hugh Broom. Thank you. Uh, start the two- 7, LBC 97.3. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Tuesday morning. It's the second. I can't believe it's the second of February already. Honestly, it only seems like yesterday. It was. It was Christmas, and uh, it is because we're coming up to Easter. We've got Chinese New Year to celebrate as well. And Arnold, who writes on Hotmail because he can't afford anything else, says your job is not difficult. No, that is true, but you can't do it. And he says here, and you buy your friends. Yeah, and? I don't know. Is he... What's wrong with that? He's obviously a bit worried about things like that, poor soul. <laughs> but never mind. He says you talk about yourself. I know. I know. I don't see what the point he's trying I to don't, make. I don't think co.uk. And uh, another one here, and this is from uh, from Darren. He says, if you like that DV you've been sent about the trams, you must pop into Lower Marsh Street near Waterloo Station. They've got a website. It's a bit anoraki. They sell bus timetables. Bus timetables. Oh. There's a bit of a worry. Bus time. I quite like it, actually. I'm looking forward to watching that. And the Fred Dibner made in Britain. Because I think for six series, and they've just shown it on the table, for five quid, five quid for six series of that, I think that's an absolute bargain. What, the six series in that yeah. one CD box? Six series. Episodes one to six. And I've just bought... Oh, wait, so six shows. I shouldn't really series. be telling you this, because, I mean, it's, it's, it kind of gives it away a bit too much that I've just bought the entire box set of, of... Only Fools and Horses. Oh, nice. Everything, nice. including all the early editions, the Unseen, the Christmas editions, normal price, £199.99. Go on, how much do you pay? 49 quid. That's good. For everything. I thought that was fantastic That is value. good value. Yeah. Mm, that'll so, take you a while to get through. Yeah. But there's certain ones on there which you like to watch again and again. Yes. The blow-up dolls was particularly funny, where they find the lesser watch, where they make the money. The but Batman and Robin one. The Batman and Robin was, was fairly funny. good. The chandelier, where they yes. sort of knocked down Classic. the other one. That was very good. All these great... But I thought for 49 quid, for every single thing, is well worth it. Normally 200, that was on Amazon. You said it was normally 100. 199. Oh, 199. Yeah, no, 200 pounds oh. for the whole bit. I mean, I don't think anybody ever buys 199 pounds worth of it, but for 49 quid, I thought was excellent value. What? Is this cheap? Graham's just sent me a link. So thank you, Graham, for um, thermometers. Yeah. For the sugar. Yes. And there's one on this site for five pounds 46. That seems seems awfully cheap. It's only a thermometer. Yeah, but I thought there would be a lot more. No, no, they have no. To go to a, a higher degrees. No, it doesn't matter what it is. You get a metal back to it with a hook over one? thing. That's it, yeah. And uh, and the thermometer bits in the middle. You just drop it in. You use them for making toffee as well, I think. All oh, right. I'm not going to make toffee. <laughs> just <laughs> well, let you might hurt. do after this. There's a Lakeland at Brent Cross, says Steve. Brent Cross. Yeah, it's a bit far from me. You can order these online, though. Do you not have the Lakeland catalogue? No. Oh, right. You should no, have, no, have phoned me. I've got one at home. It. I want to feel it. I like touching things. It's a sugar thermometer. You don't need to worry about it. Yeah, but I'd like it to be nice. Well, phone, phone me later, and then, and then I'll give you the phone number for Lakeland. OK. Right, lemon meringue pie uses lemons, surprisingly, yeah. cornflour, sugar, egg yolks and butter to make the filling. It's a Delia Smith recipe. 
Ah, OK, so it's not lemon curd, then? It's not le- No, it's not lemon curd, it's lemon... No, because it, it, lemon curd's quite strong, isn't it? Yeah, but so is lemon meringue. Yes. Depending which one you have it. Oh, there you go. You can get, says Catherine, a sugar thermometer in Argos's jam-making kit, about 16 quid, or from Robert Dias. In Argos's jam... I've never seen Argos with a jam-making kit. I'm going to check... Does she mean Argus? Argus, yes. Argus. Let me go and have a look. Let <laughs> <laughs> me go and have a little look now. Argus. Yes, you, 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 you go and check that. But, uh, yes, thank you. Oh, incidentally, for all those people, we were saying the other day, I was, I was on the South Bank Show Awards... But I was only there for three quarters of it because it was four hours in and my car ran out on the meter. So you do get to see me sitting next to Elaine Page and Michael Ball. I'm in the middle and it's really good, actually. And very kindly, Dawn has put it up on YouTube again. Has she, she really? She did it last year. She obviously sits down and painstakingly puts it on YouTube. And so it, it comes up on there. And I can't remember what... The, I'm, I'm sure if you uh, just type in uh, Steve Allen YouTube... Are they looking at you thinking... Who are you? Well, I was thinking, who am I? Yeah. Everybody on my table was famous. Except me. Oh, don't be silly. I know. Don't be well, silly. actually, well, I mean, I mean there's somebody else going. there who wasn't. <laughs> 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 Wait a minute, I'm buying you. you know, some more money. Oh, Can you stay a little bit longer? Really I know. Good. Thank you so much. <laughs> Poor old Arnold, you can't <laughs> help it. Mr Lonely. But never mind, Arnold. Somebody loves you somewhere. Probably the uh, National Health Service and people like that. She's right about our goose. Our goose. Sixteen ninety nine for a jam making. There set. you go. Yeah, but I only want the thermometer. And that's five forty six. Well, then go to Robert like. Dias. I've never seen it in Robert Dias. Have you looked for it though? You've never looked. I for have it. looked for it. No, you haven't. I walked no. past a section on the, the the moppy thing that mops up everything. I went, I went to Robert Dias the other day down at Lakeside, and we were looking around. We had the kids, and we're sort of looking around, and they're going, "What are you going to buy, Uncle Steve?" I don't know. And then I saw it. So it's a, it was like a beacon. It dun, da, 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 and I had to buy it. What's that? A little tiny box, about an inch square. Right. And in it, a little tiny screwdriver and four screws for your glasses, your glasses repair kit. So if your screw falls out of your glasses, you've got this little tiny kit. It's only 99p. That's good. So I bought that. Normally I would buy two or three of them. But I think somewhere else. You have to buy in bulk. All I, the do time. Buy in bulk. <laughs> I do buy in bulk. I do buy. You know what I've discovered? No. I have never been to it before. I'm not what? sure I'm going to be going to it too often. <laughs> is it called TJ Hughes, the store? TJ Maxx? No, no, there's another one called Hughes or something Hughes. What do they sell? Uh, pretty much everything. It's like a department <laughs> store. But right. as I walked in the entrance, because mm. I don't think it's the sort of shop you or I would hang out in. No. No. But in the entrance, <laughs> they had a halogen oven, oh, right. the big one, right. with the extender dish oh, right. on the top, which makes it even bigger. Yeah. That's good. Who's it made by, though? Don't know. Hmm. That's why I didn't buy it, because I yeah. wasn't sure. I'm, I was, I'm buying either from JML or Stowe's of Stowe Market, I think, or Bishop Stortford or wherever they are. <laughs> Bishop Stortford. <laughs> but it's, but, they, but uh, to be honest with you, they are brilliant, aren't they? Oh, I, they're super. I used it the other day for doing lamb shanks. Oh, they're bit clearly. They come out really well. The Marks and Spencer's lamb shanks are really, really good. And uh, they've got the potatoes in there and the vegetables. Yeah, but you're reheating yours. You're not actually cooking yours, are you? They're cooking. They're not cooking in yours. They're cooking. The only you thing I don't do have with them, I don't it. do the, the gravy with them. They, they come with a packet of gravy, but I don't do that, because I think that's probably got a lot of salt and sugar in and, and stuff like that. And you can't really do the gravy that well no. in the halogen. But the, but the lamb falls, because I've forgotten how fattening lamb is. It's quite fattening, lamb shanks. Mm. But, but really nice. And the halogen oven crisps them over the top, so you get crispy roast potatoes with it. Oh, And yeah. crispy lamb shanks, which when you cut into it, so the top has gone a little bit as if you were doing some pork crackling. Have you got the extended dish? I could have brought some in. It, it, I promise you, 25, 30 minutes, and it's done to it. It's beautiful. Have you so got that extender dish rim? No. You haven't got that? No, I, so I never have anything that. That, that big. Well, 
I, I generally have things at the lid you can cram on. If you can't, I sit on it. <laughs> Squash it down. <laughs> I must just tell you the weather for today. Cloudy outbreaks of mostly light rain and drizzles. Hope you bought an umbrella. If not, I'll buy you one. And uh, try with some bright spells by late afternoon. I buy all your friends. It's fabulous. It is fabulous, I isn't it? I love that. I know. All my friends love it. Uh, I'm not uh, the cheapest, though, am I? You're not the cheapest. Oh, that's good. Oh, I don't know, actually. Today you might be the cheapest. Oh. Maximum temperature today, 8 centigrade, which is warmer than yesterday. Thursday, light scattered showers. Friday, mostly dry and sunny. And Saturday, dry with sunny spells. So, uh, lots to look out for, I'm afraid, in terms of the weather. What do you want? What's the matter? What? What? Oh, do you do... Are you one of these who does... Minute. 60. 30. 40. I get confused when people give it. I hate Four. it. Because I always think, if, if ever somebody says to me, you've got 30, I that, because I don't hear 30 in my ear, what I hear is coming up. And so I immediately think, I've got to check on the time. And I'm looking at the out time. I thought, I can practically go and wallpaper hall stairs and landing and come back in <laughs> and still have loads of time to tell you you're listening to Steve Allen's early breakfast. Alan Dodgen's here as well, and he's very funny and bought. LBC 97. <laughs> <laughs> 28 minutes to uh, 6 oh, It's Steve okay. Allen's early breakfast, LBC The jam thermometer is in Robert Dyer's Hung up on the wall with all the knives and strange kitchen tools From another age, like butter curlers I like butter curlers My mother used to have a butter curler I bet nobody, but you know what one is, Matt? Oh, you know, oh right. in the name <laughs> Yes, but he might not know what? What? How could you not know? If you say somebody it's was a butter hotels. curler Well, all the hotels I've stayed in They, they give you the little individual pack I don't want to be touched on oh, I'm sorry no, I don't do tra- travel lodge. No, cheap soul. hotels use <laughs> Premier Inn's good. Get a good night's sleep there. Cheap hotels use butter curlers. The expensive hotels never yes, use butter Yes, for the simple reason curlers. you don't let anybody touch the butter. Exactly. When my mother used to make it, she'd put the butter in the fridge, take it out a little bit, and then do the curls and array. And we've really done very nicely on a little wooden dish and everything else. And then put it back in the fridge again. But if I went to a hotel and they turned up with sort of butter curls, I'd be out there straight away. Filthy, dirty kitchens. Yuck, yuck, yuck. No, individual butter things. I don't want anything touched by human hand. I was saying the other day on yesterday's programme, and, and I asked Jess about it, and she thought it was a bit strange as well. On, on the way home on Sunday, I decided to nip into McDonald's at Charing Cross Station, next to Charing Cross Station, and I thought every, they wear gloves for handling food. Do they not? Well, they assembled my oh, double cheeseburger. No, 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 I never wore gloves when I was working there. You have to wash your hands every 15 minutes. That's what somebody said. Yeah. Oh, that's it? You don't have to... No, every 15 minutes you're supposed to go and wash your hands. I'm oh. not sure why it's every 15 minutes. Why don't they put gloves on, then? I don't know. Is it quite normal, then, not to use gloves? Well, well, we, I, when did I work there? I worked at McDonald's. Good grief. You worked at I McDonald's? Know, I know. Can you believe that? No. No. That's why I question it. Yes. Only oh. for one summer, when I was a kid. Oh, right. Yes, oh, so my... you don't have to wear gloves now? Uh, well, I'm assuming it's still the same. Oh, well, there you go. TJ Hughes is the Chavs John Lewis. Oh, is that what it is? Yes. I did walk in and sort of thought, hmm, it's not the sort of place I'm going to be hanging around in. Well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Janice says, my halogen oven top melted on Sunday. I wash cooking fish. Do you mean you was or were cooking fish? Uh, the whole top melted. I don't know how it's possible. Made. How can you melt the top? I don't know. How is, it, how is it possible? It's glass, most of it. Oh, does she mean the top of the fish? <laughs> I don't know. She said the halogen oven top melted. Really? Yeah. Bit bizarre, isn't it? I've never seen, heard of that one at all. Never seen that. Kind anyway, Dawn says, if you're actually going uh, to search on YouTube for the video, make sure you choose the right one. The one I uploaded to YouTube of you last year for the 2009 South Bank Show Awards is still there, and that one's had 5,700 hits. Yeah, that's the one where they were asking you for drinks, weren't they? That- they thought you were the waiter. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> actually, uh, strangely enough, on the uh, the podcasting, 1.3 million podcasts. Wow. 1.3 million of this programme 
which we're very happy. I don't know what it is of in conversation, but 1.3 million of this. So it's very good. Well done, everybody. And if you want to know about it, then all you have to do is go to lbc.co.uk. But Dawn, thank you for that. Good. Peter Andre's not happy. Because I mentioned there's a picture of, uh, of Jordan. It says in the Daily Star, jetting off to marry uh, that tedious little boring bloke that uh, was on Big Brother. But as I say, it's a bit naff now. So luckily it's finished. And go to Las Vegas to get married. Whereas Peter Andre has discovered that Jordan has left the kids with nannies to jet off for a lucrative photo shoot. So, in other words, capitalising, because she's so hated that she's got to quickly jump on Alex Reed. My advice, Alex, is kick her out as quick as possible, because you should capitalise. All you're doing, matey, I know you're a bit stupid, I know you're a bit simple, but it's dragging you down. And in the end, she will capitalise on... You know, if, if she thinks that you're trying to get one over on her, she will turn into the vilest person. You've seen the way she was with Peter. You've seen the way she was with Dane Bowers. You've seen the way she is with all the people. And you will go exactly the same way. I'll bet you a million quid, matey. If you marry her, it'll be the worst thing you ever do. She's only doing it to try and capitalise on your fame to put herself back into the list. But nobody likes her. And that's, that's, that's the truth of the matter. Yes, yeah, she has lost her uh, public she's lost affection. lost completely. I think because people suddenly realise that she's just not very, not very pleasant at all. I saw Come Dine With Me the other day and I got a bit confused. Mm. Because I know that there's a celebrity one with, uh, with Javeen. Yes, that's it. the one I saw. She's dreadful. She's horrible. I saw she was that the one, one who pinched Alicia Dixon's husband, if you remember. Alicia Dixon uh, goes on the television and said, I thought she was my friend, but she stole my husband, who was in a group as well. I can't remember when she gets pregnant. But anyway, she's, she's not very nice. That was with Jan Leeming, wasn't it? Yes, Jan Leeming's Jan on Leeming it. one, that But one. strangely enough, mm. even more bizarre, and I've now, I've now forgot what the girl's name is. I turn on to another um, Come Dine With Me, and on there is a girl called... Oh, blimey. She was a page three girl. Right. Well, I thought she was. She's got the one name. It's not Daniela or something. I can't remember what her name was, but she was around a few years back. But she obviously hasn't made any money out of page. Somebody will have to help me out on what her name is. Because she was on there, and I remember, I remember thinking, I thought she went off with a footballer. Uh, but obviously she's fallen on hard times because the house is about as big as a, a, a cage. Tiny, 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 with this miniature kitchen in her miniature sitting room. And I wasn't even sure it was her house, actually. Well, you can tell sometimes that some of the celebrities' houses aren't theirs. For example, I'm not convinced that was Jan Leeming's house. Oh, you're not? And, well, the kitchen was so sparse. I well, mean, this no one way. also had a sparse kitchen and didn't know where things were. Mm. And she was looking around in the kitchen and saying, oh, a rolling pin. I'm thinking, well, if it's, if it's your kitchen, you would know where the rolling exactly. pin is. She didn't know no. and she didn't have one. She said, oh, I'll just use a bottle. And I was looking at the, at the site and I'm thinking, this looks like a show kitchen. You see, I'm, I was convinced that Jan Leeming's wasn't hers, but I thought everybody else's was. Biggins never used his house. No, no, of course not. He, because I, I, I saw him on the, uh, the day that he was going off to do it. And even though he actually did the cooking, somebody else prepared it, mm. but it was, it was another house. It was just a house that they... Wasn't that, wasn't that at the awards? He didn't do all the cooking, no. He <laughs> did, did a bit of it. He microwaved most of it. But whatever it was, yeah. he won. He did an impression and the reason he, had... he went to Marks and Spencer's and bought everything. No, it was made for him. He, he does have somebody who, who makes things, but she made it very well. No, no, on the show. Everything was almost Marks and Spencer's. No, it wasn't. No, 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 no. It was all made. It, it was actually made. I we mean, saw the mighty, him in the supermarket. Uh, no, only for the dip. Only for the dip. Okay. But then, who makes dip and nowadays? And the peas. The peas. They were microwave peas. No, he grew those. He did not grow them. He's got them. an allotment. Right. He is this, is this what he told you at the award ceremony <laughs> when you were serving him his whiskey or whatever it was? <laughs> Stop. 
Yeah, very bitter. But I bought him, so it was great. Yay! <laughs> yay! He's just my new bestest friend, which I absolutely <laughs> love. Unlike Arnold, who doesn't have any friends at all, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, on the subject of London, uh, is Walthamstow unique in having a mosque, says Roy, bearing the royal crest? Uh, no, the only reason it's got the royal crest is because it's the old sorting office, as far as I remember. Oh, is it? So that's why, yes. Yes. So nice to get new uses out of these old buildings. It's, well, I think so as well. I'm, I'm, I'm a, a big favour. Um, Steve, can you ask Alan to email me the information on legitimate charities where you can sponsor children abroad? No, we can't, I'm afraid, Mandy. We can't. Uh, because we don't... I'm not recommending any charities for sponsoring children abroad. You have to investigate that yourself. I'm yes, certainly not do. going to do anything like that. Uh, Alan, I will buy you a sugar thermometer today. You can get one locally. Call it an early Christmas present. I'll send it to LBC, says Maria. Oh, I love you. There you go. You get a sugar thermometer. Way. God, dear. I'm, I'm quite keen on the Rolls-Royce Phantom, if anyone's listening at the moment. So, anyway, so, um... Pete is very unhappy because Jordan's jetted out for this cheap NAF photo opportunity. She's left o- uh, Hello magazine, is now back with OK. Uh-huh. Although, to be honest with you, I think we've all had quite enough of her, I'm afraid. And, uh, and poor old Victoria Beckham's got a bunion on her foot. Not very pleasant. I think it's all those drip... Well, it what, takes that, a, that's made the paper? It takes up a whole page in the sun. So she's got a bunion? She's got a bunion. It's a whole page. How on, do it's, these journalists keep their jobs? It's so... T- Caroline Grant obviously couldn't believe her luck. To get a whole page on Victoria's bunion. Oh, for goodness' sake! I know sake. we had plumbed some new depths, haven't we? Really, a little bit, a uh, little bit worrying. Uh, also, the papers are talking today about uh, the story that they were yesterday. Terry's girl. This is the uh, the footballer mm. John Terry, whose mother, of course, has a bit of a checkered past. Can't really let her loose in shops, and his father had a bit of a chequered past as well. And now John Terry, with this girl, who apparently, and you've probably seen her on the television already, has now, because she's so naive about this, doesn't understand what's going on, so best to go to Max Clifford and sort it out. And uh, Max will then say, because, I mean, it's, it's awful that somebody would, would have sex with her and then, and then talk about it. And then accidentally gets photographed talking to Max in a ca- outside a cafe. Yeah. Not I don't, planned in don't, the slightest. To be honest with you, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not naive. I know exactly how these stories work. Girl sleeps with somebody famous. Girl goes, how can I make money out of this? Uh, okay, well, I mean, this has come out. This is outrageous. This has ruined my privacy. I want half a million quid. That apparently solves it. It's a bit of a shame, really, but we've had people in the past who've made careers out of it, most of them appearing on Celebrity Big Brother. Yep. And uh, so here she is. And uh, also, it turns out, because luckily, because otherwise the story's a bit non-event, woman sleeps with man, a bit boring. However, it turns out she had a fling with a second premiership star during her on-off relationship with Terry. No. Well, how lucky was that? God, dear, who else have you slept with? Her mystery man is a household name, and he will be the next to be exposed. She's mulling over according to the Mirror, whether to accept a quarter of a million pounds to tell her story. I'm so, Do you know, darling, I'm, I don't want to be rude, and lovely though you are, Vanessa, what st- woman sleeps with man who's married? Who gives us stuff? Has she been bullied? Has she been bullied? Well, most of them start to come out later on with stories they, yeah, they do. bullied as... But I said the other day on the programme, everybody has been bullied in life. Every single person. You've been bullied? Live on air. On air. You know, I've been bullied... Matt's been bullied. The cleaners, but everybody's been Where bullied. Were you bullied. Sorry, were you bullied as a child? Though? Always, constantly, really? constantly. Never got out of bed without being bullied. Get up. All oh, right. You know, you get that all the time. Get out. Everybody's bullied. So it's a thing here. But anyway, Terry has apparently called his wife to try and save their marriage. Judging by the rest of the family, I shouldn't imagine she'd be uh, she'd be denying that. So I think they probably will get back together. And apparently, England wags. 
Last night, rallied round John Terry's distraught wife, Tony. Now, listen, do me a favour. 99% of women know if their husband's having an affair. You're not that stupid. They do things. Some women accept it. Some women don't accept it. If you don't accept it or you don't want to make yourself look stupid, then you just keep your head down, shut up and let them get on with it. Most men will cheat at some point in their marriage. You know, the richer they are, the more... I mean, I never quite understood why John Terry, on 170000 a week, wasn't giving his mother a bit more money. I know what the key to success is for a wag. What? Go on a Thompson holiday. That seems to do That's very right. well. <laughs> that, that works, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it is just unbelievable. Now, you get people in the paper because they've slept with somebody, and they then sell their story. I mean, who's remote? I mean, I understand. I know what Max does. This is how Max makes his uh, living. But apparently, uh, he said, well, somebody has said for, for, for John Terry, he'll pay off the mistress if, that, if, if she wants cash. Try explaining that one to the tax man. And this is a payment to somebody I had sex with. You know, what, I mean, who, who gives a stuff, to be honest with you? Should he remain England captain? It's only a yes or no. No. There you go. Everybody said this. Uh, Matt thinks, and, and Matt knows about this because he, he plays football. And uh, although Richard Hakey Sorry, said, he knows about it because he plays football. You'd be surprised how many Chelsea fans have crawled out of the woodwork to go, I know you're not a Chelsea fan, but they, but they, they all crawl out of the woodwork and they go, listen... You know, the press have overhyped it. No, they've not. Yes. <laughs> You're very litigious. All right. Are you a West Ham fan? No. Oh, God, I'm going to be in real trouble this morning. I went past a West Ham shop the other day in Lakeside. You're an Arsenal boy. Oh, my God, you're a gooner. Is that a gooner? Oh, my God. Don't make out you know what on earth you're talking about. You've got no idea. Do you know, James O'Brien had this argument with me because he went to university. He sneers at anybody else who just went to any normal school. So when I started talking about football, he starts going, you don't know nothing about... Because that's what he talks like when he's off air. Yeah, he does. Yeah. You don't know nothing what you're talking about. I only told you to blow the bloody doors off. Dan Roman. And so I, <laughs> sorry? Dan Roman. Dan Roman. Dan Roman. Apples and pears. Apples and pears. Dan and he Roman. said to me, you don't know nothing, mate, about sport. I said, listen, unlike you, pal, because I have to I do it on the same level... I said, I did a sports programme on LBC. Did you? Yes. Really? For two years. <laughs> really? A two-hour weekly sports programme. <laughs> talked about sports? I don't know why people should be so surprised you that I don't know anything about, about sport. Excuse me, I've got cup... It was called Steve Allen's Sporting Programme. <laughs> right. I've got cups and medals. <laughs> God, you why would you think I don't know anything about sport? Because I know for a fact you don't know anything about sport. I did a two-hour show. Doesn't mean you knew anything about it. Ask John Cusher. I know everything about sport. I did a sporting programme. Explain got... the offside rule. So well, I haven't got time now, but I'll do it for you a little <laughs> bit later. If I had time, I'd do it. And then and I thought I've done you know, unlike James O'Brien, I can do showbiz. He can't do showbiz. But but he but he can do sort of like, you know, apples and pears stuff. But yeah, sporting programme. Steve Allen, the legend when it comes to I was part of the LBC football team. What's Newcastle Stadium called? Very busy now. It's uh, 14 <laughs> to 6. It's St James's Park, if you want to know, but it's 14 <laughs> to 6. These are the headlines. The civil servants leading the fight against terrorism have been accused of putting lives at risk by settling for second best. A report by the Home Affairs Committee says they're paralysed by a dangerous institutional inertia. British Airways bitter row with its cabin crew members is back at the High Court later when a judge will decide whether BA should be allowed to bring in new cost-cutting plans. And John Terry's back in action for Chelsea tonight as speculation continues about his future as England captain. Here is captain of the travel department. It's Hugh Broom. Thank you very much. Uh... 10, LBC 97.3. There is no truth in the rumour that the chant going on at Chelsea is Chelsea, wherever you may be. 
Don't let your wives near John Terry. I mean, I can't believe it. Already the, the jokes have started. It's not going to get better, as he plays later on today. Let me talk about that with Nick Ferrari this morning. Plus, Boris Johnson is planning to double the number of traveller sites in London. Traveller sites? Traveller sites. Gypsy sites. Mm. Gypsy sites. Why does he want to double them? I've got no idea. I have no idea. I thought, shouldn't the areas... Why don't people just go and live in houses? I mean, I know it seems quite simplistic, but, you know, the whole idea of being called a traveller, I assume, means that you travel. If you're stationary, it's kind of not travelling anymore, is it? So basically camping sites. Yes. That's what he wants. We're going to double them. I don't, I don't know where, where we're going to put them. We had them in um, uh, Hampton Court a short while ago. Right. And there was a lot of trouble because it was a gypsy funeral, which means that because everybody's interlinked, Hundreds of people converged on the site opposite Hampton Court Palace. I mean, hundreds of vans. And you had children, children, driving cars up and down roads, swerving the other side, everything. Police, nowhere near it. Nowhere near it at all. The farmer who owns the field said, listen, you've all got to move. I've got to, it's got to be manured, this field, every year. And they went, we're not moving. So early in the morning at five o'clock, he started up the pig slurry machine and he started slurrying the field. They couldn't get off the field fast enough, but what they leave behind was rubbish that was there for about a month because the council had to go in and clean it all off. It's just dumped rubbish. It's just, it's just unbelievable. If if you've got experience of that, then you can call Nick Ferrari this morning. Uh, Plus parking in London. This is a new thing that because it turns out that five London councils may have to repay millions of pounds of parking fines to motorists for unlawfully fining people for using diplomatic bays. Oh. So in other words, ah, they've, ah. Now this is quite interesting because down here at Charing uh, Charing Cross, Trafalgar Square, there is a diplomatic bay. Is there? Where? Um, Opposite the bus stop. You know where I turn left? There. Yeah. It's there, directly opposite. That's a diplomatic bay? Yes, the whole thing outside that little outside cafe. Outside the pub? Outside the pub, halfway to heaven. All diplomatic. All diplomatic. And that's why all the cars there have got D on their number yes. plates. And I've seen traffic wardens ticketing. Well, it turns out it's, it's unlawful. You cannot do that. What? If, so anybody can park in a Apparently so. Bay. Apparently so. There we go. So that'll be quite interesting. Anyway, lots of guests on the programme. All with Nick Ferrari. This morning after the news at seven. Alan Dodgen's with us because that it's is me. Tuesday. It is. Um, we like uh, Alan Dodgen a lot. Could you pay me? Well, <laughs> to pay me. me. It has to be said. It has to be said. Oh, well done to Anne. Anne was the winner on Sunday. What did she, oh no! Don't depress me. What she won? She won the Dell laptop, mm. and the final bid Here was. We go. go on. Go on. Guess how much the laptop? Twenty-two peels. Oh, you're very good. Was it twenty-four? <gasps> 24p she got it for. That was the lowest unique bid. I have to ask this. I think I may have asked it before, but I don't think we got the answer. Does she actually have to pay the 24p? No. It used to be like that. Matt will tell me, I'm sure years ago, when we started the How Lows, people had to pay the 24p and then you got the item. Now you don't don't pay anything, do you, at all? So well done to Anne. And I don't even know what, what time it came in. But I know that 24p was the winning lowest it's bid. ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, 24p for a laptop. Yeah. Good grief. I wish I'd spent... It's nothing for a laptop nowadays, is it? Because I've I, I got some friends around the corner get you one for free, OK? Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, the host was got... That's right, the host on this programme, you'll know who this is, Matt, Leilani. Now, you remember Leilani? Well, I think she was no. a page three girl. Hang on. But... Um, she said uh, she was called Leilani with a pony skin toe. You see, it's, I mean, it says not a page three girl, but I'm sure she'd be happy that she, you thought she was. How do you spell her name? Uh, L-E-L-A-N-I. A-N-I. Yeah. Leilani. L-E-I, sorry, lay, as in L-E-I-L. 
L E I L A N I. Yes. Right. Leilani. Leilani. Because she turned up in every programme and I thought she looked very similar, but she's put on a bit of weight if it's the same. It's such an unusual name. Because she said, well, I'm, I'm Leilani. Leilani? Yeah. Have you got anything up on it? Well, I've got lots of pictures of Leilani's. Yeah. But, but lots of different Leilani's. Well, type in Leilani, come dine with me and see if that, right. uh, that comes up. Um, Thank you, Penelope. We'll have a word uh, on your behalf. I tell you. Uh, Sorry, I can't tell you what that is, because it's just a very funny item which I found upstairs earlier on. I'm, I might or might not share it with you later. I probably won't, actually. Because Matt had the ultimate picture. The ultimate picture is they head to number one, Jedward, who turned up on the uh, television the other day. Yes, that's her, isn't it? That's Leilani. From Come Dine With Me. From Come Dine With Me. Does it say what, what she is? Um... It no, it's just talking about her actual food. Let me oh, see if right. I can find out if it says It might not be the same her. way. I just thought it was so unusual. That she's, she's, Le- Leilani Ting. Sorry? Ting. Leilani she's a, Ting. But, but she says here fe- she's a feisty sales manager. Oh, well, that's it then. It's not the same one. She just looks <laughs> like a page three girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's what She had the smallest sitting room and kitchen I've ever seen in my life. In fact, at one point, they, 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 they moved the table into the sitting room so they could all eat. And frankly, you couldn't do two. You couldn't sit at the table and sit on the settee. Hang on. I need to check this is the same Leilani. What, can you remember any of the food she made? Yes, she made um, blinis. blinis. She did uh, smoked salmon. And... Yes, sa- she did salmon for a main course. Yes. Oh, yes. so this is the same person then. Oh, it is Leilani. Leilani. But her name is Le- Leilani Dowding. Oh, well, this is one. Leilani Ting. Well, I don't think Leilani Ting... Is the same as Leilani Dowding. Well, no, it's not, is it? Unless she got married. <laughs> let me, let me, t- oh, hang on. She's just another, she's a, a page three bunny. Downing. Dowding. Oh, Dowding. Dowding, yeah. I mean, no, she can't have aged that badly, not in that period of time. But anyway, uh, other stories today. The fans have revolted, or they, the fans are revolting. And this is over on Dancing on Ice. Uh, Jason Gardner had to issue a grovelling apology the other day. Uh, after thousands of viewers called for him to be sacked for bullying Sharon Davis. The trouble is, all these people know what they're going on to. They know what he's going to say. doesn't matter how rude he is. They're just... That's, that's what he says. And he's there designed to liven up an otherwise dull programme of a lot of third-rate Z-listers attempting to stand up on the ice. So if he says something... I mean, to be honest with you, it's like tuning in to, I don't know, Brian Walden years ago and wondering if he's going, very rude, you know or Jeremy Paxman, or listening to people like that. Very, very rude. Oh, she's got her own website. She's got her own fan club. Oh, good lord. Leilani that. Fan Club. Lord, how many people are in it? Uh, I can't tell how many. Oh, she's all over. Ooh. Oh, she's, she's the classy magazines. Oh, right. Yeah, she does things like Zoo. Oh, right. Class. Good for her. Class. Good for her. Lovely. Mark the Bailiff is up early. Watch your cars. He could be knocking on your door very quickly this morning. And uh, Diana says, while struggling to quickly switch on my radio, I knocked out the cable, plugging it back in... I dislodged the tape knob, and now it's jammed on permanently. I've got a constant whirring from the tape thing. Accompanying you too. It's not very good, is it? Tape <laughs> thing? Yeah. She also had a cupboard, this Leilani, or a sideboard, covered with pony skin. Ooh. I know, it was a bit... A sure bit... it was definitely her place? Sorry? Was it definitely her place? Well, I don't know. It was very small. You know, if you're doing Come Dine With Me, make sure you've got a big enough place to put people in. Uh, Alan's right. Better to wash hands every 15 minutes. I worked in a kitchen and staff can be lazy to change gloves and use one pair all day. So that's why. People shouldn't be fooled. Gloves can be filthy. See? Uh-huh. I, I'm good for Somebody explain to me as well. I was watching um, this uh, cooking programme with Ainsley, the Plank Harriet, and, and, um, and they've got um, Campo Gino on there. You remember the one who won I'm a Celebrity Getting Me Out of Here? Yes. And that was, you know, after he'd been in prison for stealing for two years... 
and he's not going to be going back to prison again. Do you remember he... They did that thing with the animals, the killing the little... The, the rats. The rats. The, anyway, he's the not eight. going to be prosecuted over yes. that, but he did go to prison for two and a half years. Anyway, he wears an armband. Right. Apart from that, he's immensely irritating and, you know, just can't bear him. But he wears an armband, and I thought, is he in mourning or something? Or does he work as a chef in a restaurant? Or is he, is he not a chef in a restaurant? Is he just a cook? So I'd, I'd love to know what he's oh, wearing. Oh, I thought you had the answer then. Sorry? I thought you had the answer. No, I, d- I didn't know oh, the right. answer. That's what I was saying. I'd, I'd, I'd love to find out. He wears this thing as if he's been given some awards or something, but I've, I've never quite fathomed out, you know, what awards he's got. Unless it's sort of, you know, happy Christmas from all of us here in the Nick kind of thing. Uh, Barbara says, heard you mention Christmas, Easter and Chinese New Year, but you've completely forgotten one of the most important days of the year. Yes, it's Groundhog Day in America. Oh, is it today? When the little critter, or also known as a woodchuck, awakes briefly from hibernation and pokes his nose out into the Pennsylvania winter air. If he sees his shadow, so the story goes, he pushes the snooze button and goes back to sleep for another six weeks of winter. I love that. Sorry, it's what? Punk's a tawny Phil. What was that, man? Name of the grip. Punk's a tawny Phil. That's his name. Yeah. Well, he has a name. Are you on something this morning, Matt, or what? I've never even heard of that. Are you talking about the film? Yeah. I've never watched Groundhog oh. Day, no. Oh, the film. Isn't Groundhog Day where everything's repeated? He, he does it, then it yes, goes, oh, it goes right. going back. Punk's a tawny Phil. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean a thing to me, I'm afraid. No. Oh, it's a, oh, it's a town of punks. So there is actually <laughs> a particular Groundhog, is there? Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, I've, I've never... Does he not have any friends? I just can't believe it. That I've, I've never heard of that. But as I say... It wasn't... I think it was Caprice who lived in the doll's house. No, no, no. Caprice, uh, when she did come dine with me, uh, she used her boyfriend's house, who she's not with anymore. That's why we're all going, how on earth have you afforded this? Had the swimming pool in the basement, and I'm thinking, lovely, lovely, and I'm thinking, you've never afforded this. And it turned out she hadn't. Uh, I think it really was Jan Leeming's kitchen, says Rob. Just look at the naff tiles. Who would fake those? Yeah, but you know what? There was nothing on the sides at all. There was hardly yeah, any... Some people, I'm a bit like that. No, you don't. You, 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 everything is filled up. You, you don't leave any <laughs> empty space anywhere. <laughs> well, well, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry, that'll be another £10. Exactly. Thank you so much indeed. Luckily, I have £10. Yo. OK, this is LBC. Hi. How would you like ten? Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Tuesday morning, LBC 97.3. Fears are growing for this uh, couple. And the Somalian pirates. The, uh, the British government have said they're not paying... A ransom. They've said, if we, if we pay a ransom, it then sets a precedent that all they have to do is kidnap people and they hold them to ransom. So, unfortunately, they've almost condemned them to death by saying uh, we're not paying the ransom to these people. Is yes. there any particular reason why they're not able to send troops in or some special forces? Well, because they keep moving them every 24 hours. But surely the whole point of these special forces is that they can follow them and keep track and actually discover them. But the trouble is, the moment they actually get anywhere near them, and let's face it, they're in sort of territory they're not very familiar or with, is it they'll a political, just shoot them. Or is it a political reason why we can't send people in? I don't know. I don't know. They, they were looking for 1.9 million, and the, the, the two, the, the, the couple, uh, have said, we haven't got any money. The British government aren't going to pay any money, so... Well, know, I'm just wondering what the off. point of having these special forces is, well, really, if we're not going to use them. Obviously not use them in this particular case. It's uh, eight minutes, no, it's not nine minutes past six here, which means he's in Lost Wages, Nevada. He's in a suite. He's in the Bellagio. John Warrington, good morning. Good morning to you. How, what time have you got over there? What time? Just after 10 o'clock at night. Right. And my feet are killing me. Why? In fact, I'm sitting on my seven-foot by seven-foot bed, which is canopied in my 758-square-metre suite. Not quite as big as the boat, is it? 
Oh, it's bigger. It's bigger. The bathroom is bigger than my living room at home. Right. <laughs> it's got a sunken bath oh. with an eight-foot sheet of glass that overlooks a new hotel called the Aria, which is the place to be. Right. And the, the actual suite itself, the actual main room, well, you could have a party for 100 people in it. And it's got a whole wall of glass. And my view is of the Bellagio Fountains. Paris, Valleys, the Flamingo Hilton, and I can see PH. The Bel- I, it's just spectacular. And so every half an hour, I get the fountains right in front. You can't hear the music because obviously it's sealed. Yeah. But the fountains look so stunning. And it's just amazing. And my feet are killing me because I've walked about 300 miles, I think, up down the strip. <laughs> this morning, we, we got up really early and we had some breakfast. And then we went down to uh, the Hoover Dam. We drove 20, about 23 miles outside of Vegas down to Lake Mead and did the whole Hoover Dam thing, which was spectacular. And we came back, and the person that I'm on holiday with has never been to Vegas before and insisted on going to the Stratosphere Tower. Now, anyone that knows me knows I don't like heights at all. In fact, it, I can just about get on a stepladder at home without going queasy. So there I am being thrown up this tower, 107 stories high, which is at the north end of Vegas, where they have three rides. Now, that Euro Millions check, I wouldn't have got on any of the rides that were hanging off the side of that building, I can assure you. But I took photographs, being a nice, kind person that I am. You send me one. And I, I went outside and actually looked at the view, which is spectacular. One of them, right which made me feel ill just looking at it, and I can't imagine why anybody would want to put themselves to it. It's like a shoe. Imagine, or a slide that you see children on in, yeah. in, in a park, you know, that goes into the sand pit. Okay. But what happens is you get in this car, and this slide comes out at the side of this tower, which is 107 stories high. It makes everybody look like they're about a millimetre big when you look down. And then it comes out of the side of the building and then drops you. So the car shoots down and it, you literally look as if you're going to fall out of the building. And it does it three times. And people like that. Not only do they like it, they paid $25 to go on it. Quite, quite, quite mad. mad. The other one is kind of a, a, like, a, like a waltzer thing, which hangs like on an umbrella. And you get on it. Well, I watch these people get on it. And they, you get on it, and then it swings completely out and literally hangs you off this building. Quite, quite mad. Well, don't, don't look, go there, John. You're only upsetting yourself. <laughs> it did upset me. <laughs> so, what, what, for, as compensation, when we finally came back down to, to ground, we went to a shopping mall, and we had a little look around the shops. It's quite expensive here, actually. Yes. But you know what they do? They do $20 massages. Now, not that kind oh, of massage. Ha- we have them here in the building. Globally, really? Somebody who comes round offering massages. Oh. You can book in for one. It's wonderful. Oh, I hate massage. I know you do. I Twenty dollars. Worst ten nightmare. Minutes. Oh, I can't think of. Darren would like that. Darren likes massages. Alan likes massages. You, mm. you don't have to take your clothes off. Or no, even you're in the middle so. of a shopping mall. Well, I wouldn't take my clothes you, off anywhere. No, <laughs> you just. Even well, you hope you do when you go to shower. bed. <laughs> so put it this you're way. Clothes in the shower. In fact, this show, You'd like the shower here. It's got a seat. Oh, brilliant. So you can recover after oh, the, the water. Oh, I'm very happy. I've always wanted a shower with a seat in it. It's beautiful. It's all marble. 
Oh, lo- pale, oh lovely. Pale brown marbled. Absolutely oh. beautiful. Pale brown. about different jets coming out of everywhere. Oh, I've seen these before. I've seen these at the Ideal <coughs> Home Show. I've always wanted a shower that lit up and had different coloured, you know, lights and jets in it all over the place. But it's the idea of sitting down would be the appealing thing. All this rubbish it's about wonderful. standing up in a shower. I want to be able to... I can't wait to get old enough to sit down in a shower. You are old enough. <laughs> I want to Let sit down. Just... I want to sit. <laughs> so we've got showers with seats, but we don't need to worry about lights, because I've got all the lights of Las Vegas. Literally, I can see them from the shower. Yes, but what I do hope me they is, can't see... if you can see them, they can see you. Exactly. And when I got up this morning and I didn't have quite as many clothes on as I should have, I suddenly thought, hmm. I do hope they can't look at me from flamingos. Yes, I hope so, too. Just in case it's somewhere with binoculars. Oh, no, I don't think people go to Las Vegas. Listen, where, where, you're still going to be there tomorrow, aren't you? No, I'm leaving here tomorrow. Oh, right. I'm on my way home. Good grief. So when, when, when you're back in, uh, in London, good old Blighty? Yeah, I'll be back in on Wednesday morning. Fantastic. So you're with us in the studio on Friday. I'll be with you on the studio, and I'll tell you about my drive from um, Los Angeles and the wonderful dinner we had at the Chateau Marmont, myself and Paul Savory. Oh, my God. Oh, of course, he's out there as well, isn't he, at the moment? Yes, he's still swanning around. I don't know. There's no end to the excitement. All right, John, have a nice flight home. Thank you very much. And lots of love to you all. OK, take care. We'll talk to you on Friday. There he goes. John Warrington in Las Vegas. Sounds nice, doesn't it? Sounds wonderful. Sounds nice. I could do with sitting at the Bellagio. I want to see photos. I want to yes, see photos. Yes, well, hopefully he'll send me some photos later on on my, uh, on my telephone. We're taking a break. We're taking a break. It's quarter past six. In life, you can have money or stuff. I- LBC 97.3. 6.20. And Anne says, saw you quite clearly twice on the South Bank Awards. Had to keep pausing it. You look great. Why on earth have they axed it? I don't know. Ask. Nobody knows why they've axed it. It was, it was a programme discussing the arts for people, you know, who, who otherwise wouldn't know about it. It's just ridiculous that they act stuff like that to stick on another rubbish reality show, I'm afraid. I get quite angry. And uh, the potholes are all over the place, as Jay from Queensway points out. In fact, some of them are so bad now. Why they've not filled them in, I've got no idea. Sometimes, I mean, luckily, I've got really big tyres, so I do tend to glide over the top of them. But some of them, you just drop in... And you think, this is ludicrous. Must be awful out your way. It is terrible. It's particularly yeah. on the country lanes. Council do nothing. Do nothing. Well, I wouldn't mind, but we've had bad weather before. I'm sure if you go to, you know, the Antarctic, or play, their roads are fine, aren't they? You know what's happened, though, because of the weather? No. I've got another cracked windscreen. Cracked windscreen? Another cracked windscreen. I've never had a cracked windscreen. I mean, I did have years and years ago a little crack that appeared. Now you can have it done, can't you? They insert glue Well, into this it. is right across the whole thing. Oh, right. Is so- it spreading? It's already spread. It's uh, right across the whole you screen. You have to get it sorted out because oh, it's no, actually but illegal. But you know what? It's a two-week wait. What, for a windscreen? For a windscreen. That, there's that many people who have had cracked windscreens because of the weather. Oh, right. And there's a two-week wait in it. So, of course, the car's stuck on the uh, outside the house. Oh, I want to go to my garage. I get them done straight away. Yes, but you have cheap windscreens. Mine are rain sensors and heated. Yours rain pay- sensors yes, on a, a windscreen? Yeah, it's got a rain sensor. What's that for? Well, when it rains, the, the wipers know what to do. I don't have to turn the wipers Good on. Lord, off. I'm surprised it can even manage with you behind the wheel of the car now. Do you need to be there, or could you just stay in the comfort of your sitting? Not behind the wheel. The car driver. Oh, right, you have a driver. Yes, and it's got rain on the. How naff? It's, what do you mean, how naff? Oh, what's dreadful. yours got? Just Sorry? glass. Mm, cheap. Chav. Mm. Yeah. What's the matter with that? I'm in keeping with the rest of the country. We've all just got windscreens, you know, which you look through. Although the car I came in this morning had. Um, a sunroof, which was practically the whole roof of the car. Oh, I quite like those. I quite. I got in and I thought, where does it all come? Does it cover over, or is it all glass? It was really. It was like being on that 
Pan Pacific yeah, train. Yeah, it's the centre part of it, isn't it? All the way over the whole from the thing back. from the back, all the way to the front, was all glass. I felt like I have was you got, on. Have you got? Sorry, have you got a sunroof in yours? I can't remember. I don't think no, you do. Do you? No. See, I've got three, three sunroofs. Three sunroofs. Four. What do you mean? What for? What for? Explain to me what the purpose of a sunroof is. To let light in. Oh, it's so ridiculous! You're driving a car. It's not. You know, you're not living in the car, are you? Yeah, Doesn't but I go on long journeys in my car. I travel to the south of France in the car. Well, you're not going anywhere. You've got a cracked windscreen. Well, that's very course, true. Yes. When I have a cracked windscreen, I just take it in, and it's done straight. When I'm back on the road, yours sits on the drive. Because yours is just glass. <laughs> well, it's very expensive glass. Put it that way. Sue Carroll talks today about uh, John Terry, who she says is the oldest 29-year-old in the business. More lines. She says here than a pool's coupon. Well, he doesn't look twenty nine. He be looks about forty, doesn't he? That's what she well, says. I don't, know if, I don't know if I'd go so far as say forty, but he's, he, he does look a bit haggard. Well, she says, but that's actually years of brawling, womanising, boozing, and urinating on barroom floors. The thing is, though, would you would you want the captain of the England team to be somebody who's setting an example like this? Well, that's 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 the big discussion that everybody had yesterday. It's almost like yesterday's news now. The answer is no, because if you're England captain, you've got to be whiter than white. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's no answer to it. No, is there that's at all? it. I mean, it's, it's as straightforward as that. And I think that we're, we're going so far down. I mean, yesterday, I inadvertently turned on the television and there was a bit of the Jeremy Kyle show talking to that vile family in America. Have you ever seen them? They are, they're, they're said to be America's most hated family. They're filth. They really are disgusting. Under the guise of God, they picket soldiers' funerals and shout obscenities at the families. Is this, going is this the mother and two one. daughters? Yeah, the mother and the two yeah. scrubby daughters. And she's arguing with somebody in the studio about, you don't know what the word of God is. And I thought, you've got no idea what the word of God is. They are utterly repulsive and reprehensible. But the trouble is, that's how they make their living. Ricky Gervais says the other day, he said, I couldn't care less about people who don't like me. He said, why should I? I'm laughing all the way to the bank. He said, I'm that arrogant, I don't care. He said, I'm very successful. And I thought, you can't argue with that. No, can't argue with that. But here's Joe in the paper today. Joe is a Mormon. So he's got five wives, 46 children, and 239 grandchildren. Wow. He looks on death's door, Does it has to be said. There's a picture of him. He looks as though he's, uh, he's, he's really... Bloody neck, that's all his family? Yes, that's all his. Wow. All his. But uh, because he, he's Mormon, they say, we obey the law of plural marriage. That means you can have lots and lots of different wives. It's, I mean, I don't know. It's a bit like being a footballer now, isn't it? Lots and lots of girlfriends. You know, and when they say he's scoring away, you know exactly what they're talking about now. But it's very difficult with footballers. I think what it is is they've all got too much money... And so much time on their hands. Look at the amount of pictures you've seen of footballers being carried out of clubs because they're drunk. You know, hanging around with those sort of girls who you know damn well are going to be going to the newspaper to sell their, their stories about, oh, I went off with so-and-so, I did this. And I'm beginning to think to myself that we've gone so far down the, the U-Ben now, there is no going back. And girls want to grow up. They aspire to be wags. Yes. There's no, there's no aspirations for no. a career or anything. They don't want to actually... You know, go go to school. They don't no. want to learn. They don't actually want to work. The idea is get yourself as pregnant as you can, quickly as you can, start pushing a pram around and just live the rest of your life on benefits. Do you know what? What made me laugh? The programme the other night, there was this, um, about these MPs going off to live in different places, you know, in, in council estates. And what this, a load of old rubbish this, that and is. And there's this benefit girl who's having a go at him, saying, you know, about you and the, your expenses and everything like that, you know, yeah. taking on money from our taxes. I'm thinking, yeah. you don't pay any taxes. Yeah. What, there was that woman in the paper the other day who goes shopping in Tesco in her pyjamas. And Tesco went, out, out. You know, we don't want people like you in here. And she goes, I've got two kids, I'm on benefits, I can't do this and that. I thought, well, you probably don't even have a shower either, so you smell 
It's just not right, is it? We've we've gone. We, we've sort of we're going so far down now. I don't know whether you can drag it back. All, all these people seem to think that you know society owes them something. Well, the, well, the, the, the thing that the society owes them is they want a pram with a child in but it for some I mean. reason. They've got no experience of bringing up... I see them in Twickenham High Street. God knows, we must have gone down. And they're standing there with fags on, you know, the big hoop earrings, and then they go and clog up the coffee bars. Do you know what? I went to the job centre the other day. To go and to, yeah, I went to the oh, job centre to go and talk to them about, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. getting help in. Um, and I can't believe it. Four security guards on the entrance... Then you what, walk to the job centre? To the job centre. Then oh. you walk into this holding area, literally a holding area, where there's another two security guards. Yeah. And then I was sent up to, I think it was the second floor, and there's another two security guards on each floor. And I said to the guards, I said, Is it, do you really get that much trouble here? And he went, you have no idea. What does that mean? Well, but that's exactly the same. I remember years ago reading about... Uh, a&E and having to have security on the A&E departments of the hospitals because of the drunk louts who go in there and cause mayhem. Wait. And you just think it's, it's, gone, it's gone too far. It's gone a bit too far. Listen, after the news, we'll find out how we've done in the horse racing with Matthew Schofield and Darren will be sending you off to some places you really must visit. This is... Well, into the wonderful world of horse racing, Matthew... It's not wonderful, is it? It's not. I can really. tell from the tone of your I voice. Know. I was have... very excited earlier, by the way. Were you? To hear um, John speaking from the Bellagio, because I'm going there. Oh, are you? In March. Oh, fantastic. So, You'll um, love it. Uh, just make sure yes. you don't get the glass bathroom. No, I'm a bit worried about that. I mean, the very idea that you could be standing in the bathroom and somebody could be there with a pair of binoculars is, is almost a bit too frightening, I'm afraid. Yeah. A little bit like staying in the travel lodge at Pimlico or something, you know. Does that have glass bathrooms or, or just people with binoculars? Just people with binoculars, <laughs> I think. <laughs> no, I mean, I haven't been but to, back to Vegas for a while, but I, I loved it when I was there. But now it's, it's all moved on a pace and, I mean, he's in a suite. Mm-hmm. What are you in? Are you just in a... Oh, just a bog standard. Bog standard. Cheese, it's very cheap, cheap though, isn't it? It's very cheap. Well, relatively, compared to London, yeah, because, yeah. of course, they, well, they, you know, they lure you in, don't they, with, you know, lots of cheap hotel rooms and cheap food what and free drinks. What they with? <laughs> it's a very good deal. What is it? But then, they, of course, they, they hope you just then spend all your time sitting in their casinos. Yeah, see, the trouble is, I spending didn't, lots for the of simple money. reason that when I went there and we were on a promotional trip, we, we stay at the hotel that Elvis played in, which was quite nice. Mm. They had 4,000 rooms, mm. and they guaranteed to serve everybody breakfast within 10 minutes of the time you ordered it. And if, if, if they didn't, they gave you your, your, your money back. And I bet you held them to that, didn't you? You know, I was so praying. <laughs> Sitting there with your stopwatch. I was there you? with the door locked, lights off, you know. <laughs> you're not coming in with my breakfast, I want the refund. And, uh, and it was very interesting. But they're, they're so big, these places. They're yeah. just vast. Oh, they, you know, it takes about 20 minutes just to find your room. It, it is true, but you can you can play Kino on your television set in the room, which is which is quite nice. Yeah, but dreadful odds on Kino. It is, but oh, so, oh you know about ah right, yeah. you know about gambling. Well, no, no I'm not a, a hardcore gambler by any means, yeah. but I did read in my guidebook that Kino they make all their money out of that. Yes, it's it's a big thing for the Americans. The other thing I, I discovered, we went down to play blackjack, but the girl that we got the croupier was as bored as heck and quite clearly knew that we were Brits and didn't have a lot of money. Mm. We did twenty five dollars in about a minute and a half, and the moment she'd which, 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 done. Gone. Yeah. Goodbye. And that was it. Yeah. Terrible. It's very easy to lose a lot of money. It is very easy. Be very ca- you can use credit cards, I think, in their fruit machines. Well, I, the, and on the cash machines, they have a si- signs on all of them saying, exceeded your limit? Don't worry, we'll give you more. Yes. It's awful, really, isn't it? But that's, it how, that's how it was funded. That's mm-hmm. how it was funded. Sadly, not on your newsroom. No, I, sh- I, I shan't be uh, no. 
No. Starburst funding a, my, my holiday on yeah, yesterday's It, it did actually burst, and it was a non-runner. Oh, oh, at least I don't lose anything, then. No, you don't. Your total profit is £5.10. However, uh, Alex is now on his roll. Has he got another winner? Riviera Chic. Is that, like, 28 to 1 or something? Tote returned... £7.20. Whoa. Profit £5.20. Total profit now £14.10. Steaming pence. ahead. He's absolutely he's racing ahead with this one. Mm. So Tuesday, he's gone for Taunton. The 310 via Galilei. Mm. Via Galilei? Galilei? Gal- Galilei? No, it's, not, it's, it's definitely not, not Galilei. Oh. It's uh, ga- Galilei. Right. Galileo, 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 Figueroa. They also run at Taunton, also at Southall, maybe at Folkestone. There's an inspection there. I'm going with the two o'clock at Southall. Dream in blue. Dream in blue. Hmm. I had some dreams about people in the newsroom yesterday. Did you? Yeah. Not normal, Are they repeatable? No. Right. (laughs) Not till I've warned them. You going to name names? No. (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) Anyway, nice to talk to you. See you tomorrow. Talk tomorrow, thank you. Matthew Schofield there, so uh, good luck. But Alex doing very well with his uh, his horse racing. Very, very good. Don't forget Nick Ferrari after the news at seven this morning. Uh, Boris to double the number of traveller sites in London. Good idea or not? They'll be talking to the director of London Gypsy and Traveller Unit. And Tony Arbour, Conservative Assembly member for South West London, is quite clearly going to be saying no. Parking in London, do they owe you money? Are we doing enough to fight terrorists? And polyclinics, the future of healthcare or shiny white elephants? I don't want a polyclinic. I absolutely don't want a polyclinic. I want to better go in and see my doctor. Thank you very much indeed. I want to go to a polyclinic and just see... You know, I'm sure they're, they're lovely GPs, but I want my GP. That's, that's, what we, that's what we thrive on in this country. Thank you very much indeed. I don't want any of this polyclinic rubbish. Uh, right, Darren Tossel's with us. Morning, Darren. Morning to you. Morning. Where are we off to today? Where are we sending them? Well, historic royal palaces have announced their spring season, okay. and although some of the dates may be quite away in advance, you've got to book early, because they all sell out, as you well know. Mm. And uh, I've chosen a few. There's quite a lot, so you might want to go on their website to have a look at the complete list. But at Kensington Palace, perfumes from the Georgian Court. Oh, wonderful. You'll spend the afternoon making perfumes in the way that they did in the uh, Georgian Court. And then also at Kensington Palace, your chance to make Georgian wallpaper. Georgian wall? I didn't know the Georgians had wallpaper. Yes, they did. It was all handmade, of course. Oh, wow. So you all have your chance to uh, make your own wallpaper. Is it hand-blocked, then, I suppose? Yes, and you'll learn how to transfer your designs onto uh, lino reproduced in the traditional method of block printing. Oh, nice. create your own roll of newspaper. We used to do potato prints. Sorry? We used to do potato prints. Not quite the same. Not quite the same. I'd like to see you do lots of rolls in potato. Lean off potatoes, wouldn't you? <laughs> I've seen them doing. Um, there's, a, there's a company in London who do handmade wallpaper. I mean, it, it's phenomenally expensive, but they do it literally. They they they, they have their own blocks which go back yep. to I think the time of William Morris, and they you pick out the one and they do it for you in any colour. It looks fantastic. Now I thought of you when they, I heard about this one. The gin craze, a history and tasting session. I can't think of any. But you know, I don't like gin. I know, nor do I. I never liked gin. John Warrington no, likes gin. Well, you better book him a little session here. It's in, <laughs> not until June, but it will, again, will sell, sell out quickly. Yes. It's an evening on the history, and then you have a tasting session. Yeah, I bet you can imagine they're all going to be sitting there saying, when's the tasting? Yes. Can when is it? <laughs> <laughs> and then this is one that you can buy me for on my birthday. Um, this is not until June, but again, we'll book out very quickly. A taste of chocolate. Oh, right. On the 25th of October, King George II rose, as usual, at six. 
learnt his chocolate. All his actions were invariably methodic. It was terribly expensive. He used to get up in the morning and drink chocolate. Yes. Chocolate was considered... It, it, was, it was like tea. They would keep it locked yeah. away and they would have chocolate testing days and they would, you would invite round your special friends and you would drink hot chocolate. This is what they're going to be doing there. The events oh, nice. led by Richard Fitch. Again, he's going to give you a bit of the background or the history of chocolate and then, of course, you'll have a chance to make your own and have a tasting. Mm. Down at Kew Palace, George Third at Kew on the 20th of April and then there's a tour on the 11th of May of Queen Charlotte's Cottage. All right. And these might be a good one for you, Steve, down at Hampstead Court, just down the road from where you live. In March, on your birthday, Wednesday the 17th of Mar- March, <laughs> Uncovering Base Court. It's led by the um, archaeology team from Oxford, and uh, they're going to be telling you and showing you where they've recently unearthed the earliest surviving ever discovered parts of the building. Lovely. Some of them predate 200 years on the current Hampton Court. How nice. That's a good thing to go to. I think Hampton Court's great. Indeed. And then there's a a very good exhibition at the V&A called Fakes. Only runs until Sunday, and they've got I think a thousand fakes free, but they've got about a thousand fakes, uh, fakes and forgeries. Yeah, this is done with the police, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Including I think some of the stuff that that family made. You know, they had their son making it in the shed. Yeah. And they turned up, and the, the idea was, because they were a bunch of crooks, that the, the thing that sold it to people was the fact that they made up provenance. And that was the thing that's in. He said, well, actually, this, this thing. Now, my mother worked for the council there, and they just made it up, but it sounded so yeah. believable. And the council bought back into this thing. It was fantastic. Galleries bought their stuff, and it was all old rubbish they'd made in the shed. Never mind. On the 22nd of April, no, no, <laughs> to be interesting, an audience with Henry VIII. Now, I've you'll seen this before, I think. I've heard of this one. Your chance to... You'll be able to write your question down in advance and then uh, he will uh, answer your question for you. That should be interesting. Well, I saw a film yesterday. It was on the execution of Mary, Queen of Scots and it had everybody in it. Very cheery. And it was, well, it was, it, it was only cheery because in the end she, uh, she just said, listen, I'm, I'm really not going to, uh, to, to do what you say. I'm not going to sign this document. So they executed her and they were horrified. When she took her, her shawl thing off, she was wearing a bright red dress... To cover the blood, and they didn't. Re- and she was just. Ex- she said to the executioner, "Just make it quick, you know. Just make well, it." Well, they quick. do a series of films down at Hampton Court. Mm. Um, a Manful season. There'll be a chance to see the film, and then some questions with uh, Dr. Fletcher from the University of right. Manchester. Lovely. And of a thousand days. Yes. That was Richard Burton as Henry VIII. Was that the one you watched? Yes. No, it wasn't. This, this was actually called, I think, Mary. And then uh, the other Berlin girl that's in May as well. Again, chance. Do questions before and after the film. Lovely. Good stuff. All right, we'll leave it there. And uh, we'll see you on uh, Sunday. Looking forward to it already. Thank you very much indeed. That's Darren Tossel. Don't forget, he's here with Petri on Friday on her programme. And if you go to the LBC website, you can find out and check out the gadget page. Okay, that's on lbc.co.uk. Stan. LBC 97.3. Morning, every nine minutes to seven is the time. I recently stayed at the Bellagio, says Julie. John's description was fantastic. Please let him know if he puts the TV onto the hotel channel, he'll hear the music that plays in time to the dancing fountains. Oh, that's quite clever, isn't it? I like that idea. I still think, actually, and I've, I've campaigned for many, many years to when you sit in buses or on tube trains, there's nothing going on. Why can't they just feed LBC? into buses, so you've always got... So people have said, I don't think I want to get off the bus. I want to stay on the bus a bit longer. That's a good point. Why don't they put must radio on buses? It must be possible to have some sort of 
system on there, don't you think so? Well, it's just a radio, isn't it? Yeah. It's going to be hard. Would be quite good. The toy boy lover of an £8 million lottery winner told yesterday how he rejected her cash and became a £6 an hour barman. Simon Lynch says he's never been happier since splitting from Jenny Southall, 46. Well, because she won £8 million and she gave him 150000 which was very, very generous. And then they split up. So she's living in a £1.6 million mansion. Uh, they say it's a mansion. It's got five bedrooms. That apparently is a mansion nowadays. Well, a mansion. Well, I know. That's what they think it is. Um... He said, um, she isn't a millionaire, and that's fine by me. She knows about my past relationship with Jenny. This is a new girl he's with now. And, uh, but he say he's got 150,000. 150,000 grand. Was he grumbling? Well, he's not grumbling anyway, he's is he? He's not grumbling. He's not he shouldn't, grumbling. Shouldn't be grumbling. And they've got the picture of these child labourers uh, in New Delhi. They say, looking exhausted as they help build a sports stadium. They're not helping build a sports stadium. What they've done is, like uh, in, in most of, uh, of New Delhi, you've got children who go and scavenge and do yes. that's what they do all the time and here they've they've given them shovels to rest on it doesn't look very um, realistic it doesn't look very realistic it just that they've said look can you just do these do what it looks like a posed picture to yeah be honest i with mean you. the plight over this terrible we need to do something yes. over there i mean children do get used but that's how they they make their their money i'm afraid and they say Scavaging. here they're they're helping build a sports stadium in return for bread and milk doesn't sound very believable. Yeah. Hmm. I see the bazaar column today, aptly named as JLS went in there again. Most peculiar, Aston, and uh, and all the other ones who insist on lifting up their shirts. I mean, there is the joke there, I suppose, but I don't think we'll bother doing it this morning. <laughs> but it's um, it's just very odd that all these boy bands have to lift their shirts up all the oh, time. Always to get the girls screaming, isn't it? But it seems to work. Of course it works. It's, mm. But you just don't expect to see them in the bazaar office as well. Let's hope it lasts. Celebrities who flash their undies have uh, have sent naughty laundry sales soaring. No, they haven't. Apparently, well, they have. It says so in the paper. That'd be silly. Customers who, who, who flashed. Um, well, Lily Allen and Rihanna, and they, they flashed what? Well, and what why sales ever want to go out? Well, um, uh, the underwear uh, trend has seen sales of nipple covers rocket. What's a nipple cover? Don't ask me. I've got no idea. We're men. A nipple cover? That's not underwear. Apparently it? so. It's it's under. You you wear it through. Sheer tops. Selfridges have ordered emergency supplies of the £10 covers after a 20% rise in sales. Right. So there you go. Maybe it's not, they don't think it's just a popular item then. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> too it's all because I've Lily Allen's flashed some, is it? Because Lily Allen's flashed something. I mean, that'll be the first time what that Lily Allen's flashed For something. For It is a bit daft, isn't it? Uh, Jim Carrey and Ewan McGregor celebrated with a snog after being honoured in France. I don't know why. It's quite normal, actually, isn't it? A lot of the French kiss each other. Well, well, we have a snog every time we finish the show, don't we? Yeah, but that's different. That's a showbiz thing, I'm afraid. Uh, And there's a thief in the paper who's been banned from all the car parks because he thieves. (laughs) He's a thief. He should be banned from all of them. Well, sorry, not not for life. For only five years. And uh, people, they, they put his poster up and they said, if he's spotted here, lurking, call the police. Right. I was on the bus the other day. What is that rumbling? Sorry? There's another rumble. I'm obsessed with rumbling there was, today. There's lots of rumbling yeah. going on today. I was on a bus the other day and a woman wouldn't get off. She didn't have a ticket. Right. So we all sat there and uh, the bus driver kept turning around saying, look, we're not going anywhere until you produce a ticket. And she sits there with a... Ca- In the end, the police turn up. Yeah. And they manhandle her off the bus. What was her excuse for staying on? I don't know. I'd, I'd only sort of got... I, th- I wonder why the bus was there. I thought, well, that's good. We can get the bus. Get on the bus, sit at the back and then sit there and wait. And then the police came and they said, do you have a ticket? They were quite rough, actually, I thought. God, show us a ticket. Show us your ticket. Do you have a ticket? No, 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 no. And in the end, they just lifted her up bodily and dragged her off the bus. Your life's one big soap opera. Do you yeah. know, every time you go out, it's like, what, what, what can you not buy at the moment? Scarves. 
Can you not? Marks and Spencers, oh, even it's... though we're in the coldest bit of the year, it's February, and we've still got snow and ice in some parts of the country, and it's very cold, they've stopped selling scarves. You don't they've need got a few... anymore. Not for me, for a friend of mine who we went in there yesterday to try and buy scarves. Maybe they just ran out for one day. Well, all their cashmere scarves. <laughs> you know, very difficult. So this is, this is, this is the truth there. It wasn't <laughs> a, any scarf. It was, had to be a cashmere scarf. It had scarf. to be a cashmere scarf, yes. <laughs> right. See, Steve, I'm a bus driver, and I think it'd be great to have LBC played on my bus all day. I agree. I know lots of bus drivers who listen to LBC. Is there any reason why they're not allowed it? Uh, there's no logical reason, as far as I can see. I mean, is a bus driver not allowed to have a radio on? Uh, I would think they would probably think it was a distraction, but I see people shaving at the wheel. I see. Why could it be a distraction if everybody else has got radios in their cars? Yeah, I don't know. It's a distraction, isn't it? It's like having two hands on the wheel. You're supposed to have two hands on the yeah, wheel. But with that logic, no, there shouldn't be any radios in anybody's car. No, well... Uh, yeah! Well, it shouldn't be... Eat- I don't think you should be smoking at the wheel. No, that's a good point. Because that means take, you're, not, take... you're not concentrating. The reason they say you can't have a phone is because it means that you don't concentrate. I've never noticed that at all. We have to thank Alan Dodgen. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you very much. When, when do you pay me? Uh, very shortly. Oh, that's good. Because right. okay. okay. you, the... you buy all your friends. That's right, yes. All, all the usual fee. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're a friend now. That's <laughs> what you think. No, it doesn't matter. No, seriously, no. It's Notice the else. silence. No, no, yes, I yeah. know. <laughs> Nick Ferrari is with you after the news at seven. I'm back tomorrow morning between five and seven. Wrap up warm. It's a bit bit nippy out there today, I'm afraid. And it's going to rain. Just so, if you haven't brought an umbrella, you're going to get wet as well. So, if you go to lbc.co.uk, you can check out the podcast, check out the blog, which will be up there very, very shortly. Don't forget to download the programme. Uh, before Nick Ferrari at seven, here's today's business update with Matthew Schofield. Thanks, Steve. City analysts are.